Melinda, you've lost your edge. That's what my husband Ryan said to me in late fall 2022. So I retired both of my podcasts that I started in 2019 and created the You Have the Power To podcast. This podcast was created to shift my energy and give you the power to shift yours. It combines my vast experience in the 3D and beyond as an intuitive channel, certified life and business coach, mentor, consultant, business owner with my husband, Ryan, a high 7D practitioner, human design coach, and writer. My intention is that you feel inspired and motivated to believe in yourself and take action today on something in your life and or business that moves the needle towards manifesting your goals and dreams. Now let's do this. Hello and welcome to this week's You Have the Power To podcast. Thank you in advance for joining me. I finally took a deep breath and figured out what I wanted to say for a new intro. And yeah, I hope you like it. I took some time and saw what came through and noodled with that. And there you go. So it's Nice to have a free and clear channel and brain, less content consumption, which is definitely something I've been preaching about for a long time, and I am doing even more and more of that basically every day. So that is my new intro. I hope you like it. I also have my obsession with me, my Anagi crystals, so I want to mention those. Um, I don't typically talk about a lot of different affiliate stuff I don't think on podcast with Ryan. So anyhow, so I wanted to mention my Anagi crystals that still come with me everywhere. I love them. I just really feel that it just adds an extra amplifier to what I am working towards. So does a high So both of them, they're like my little amplifiers. I did a post. I don't know if anyone got the joke, but I'm kind of sassy and sarcastic if you know me. And I did this post that I really, really loved, I think like a week ago. Yeah, like a little over a week ago. And and I said, you can call me Elena. So if anyone out there saw that post, or you can go back through my Instagram or Facebook and see it, it's in reference to shadow and bone. And I was like expecting someone to make a comment and, and no one made a comment, but whatever. Maybe someone, my niece, if she was on Instagram, she would have totally got the joke, but I don't know if anyone else did. So anyhow, but I wanted to also mention that um, just a little short story before we dive into this podcast, that crystals didn't always call to me. I actually remember asking another spiritual teacher back in 2018 about the fact that I wasn't into crystals. I just wasn't. And I was into other things. And I asked her and I said, you know, am I like weird or something wrong with me <laughs> that I'm not into crystals and everyone else seems to be like into crystals and she's like no they just haven't called to you yet so if anyone out there in the land in, in the spiritual world or a spiritual teacher you know if there's some piece of something that isn't calling to you maybe it's oracle decks um you know it could be anything maybe it's you know lighting a candle like who knows right it's not calling to you. That's okay. <laughs> it's, it's totally okay. And then I don't even know, like all of a sudden, maybe like a year after that, I just felt like ordering some crystals and I ordered a box off of Amazon. And uh, yeah, that became the whole crystal thing. And now I'm into Anagi crystals, which are the best. So I'll put my affiliate link in 
the show notes, but Anagi crystals are enhanced crystals. They have a special enhancement quality to them. Um, you can read about them online. It's from a company in Denmark, and they're just really, really amazing. So they're just an amplifier. So if anyone out there is looking for some next level um, tools, I would highly suggest Anagi crystals. They're amazing. I have the room. I have the little bag that's a smaller one with a bunch of different um, crystals for all the chakras. And then I have the temple. So I've skipped like the third one, I think, because I have the really big one. And then I have the ones that I can hold in my hand or put in my pocket. So check them out. Check them out. So, all right. My three, five human design profile is on fire. Today, I want to talk about busting narratives. And this is going to be pretty real. So I'm warning you. Um, maybe somewhat sassy, somewhat maybe sarcastic. I don't know. We're going to see how this works out, but I'm going to hold my power and talk about a lot of things that I think need to be said. And there are things that Ryan and I talk about a lot. And it came up yesterday and I just started writing this huge list in my journal. I was like this and this and this and this and this. And then this morning when I woke up and I said, what should I do my podcast about? This is what I was told to start talking about. And what really, really stands out to me is whenever I have sessions with a client, whether it's one-on-one coaching or in a high session, something along the lines of what I'm going to be sharing, I end up having a conversation with the client and they're always like, oh, thank you. Thank you so much for saying that. Thank you. And so that's my intention of this podcast. It might be come two parts. We'll see how long it ends up being. I don't like super long podcasts, so I might make this part one and part two. We'll see. So if it ends up kind of getting cut off, that's just because I decided to make it two parts. But, you know, it comes up frequently. That That is the message. That is the message I, I get from my clients is thank you so much for sharing that with me. It's like, these things that we think are how we should be, these narratives out there, you know, whoever created them for whatever reason, like, why? Why are we listening to all of this? Why aren't we following our our intuition? Like, why aren't we going with even experience, 3D experience of what we know to be true based on our experiences and stop listening to all this other stuff? And when I share things with people based on whatever they need, again, they're just like, it's like this pressure is just lifted off their shoulders. It's it's crazy. And I just see this as a pattern. I'm, I'm such a pattern detector. And I see it consistently. Pattern, 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 pattern. So hence why I'm making these into some podcasts. And I would also highly recommend to follow me on Instagram. It's Melinda underscore Van Fleet. And I'll put that in the notes as well. Because Monday through Friday... In stories, I always share like an extra little tip or maybe something I forgot to mention because I don't script these podcasts. So something where I'm like, oh, shoot, I, I should have mentioned that when I go back and re-listen on Sundays. And um, so I kind of take notes and then I make stories out of that. And so they relate back to the podcast, but they're always like tip associated. And sometimes I end up reposting it, but sometimes I don't. I just kind of go with the flow on that piece of it. But they're always in my stories. I didn't do it this past week. I don't know why. I just was busy. But um, I love doing it. It's a creative outlet for me. I don't consider it work. I consider my posting 
in stories and also online as fun and creativity. I really like it, which is hilarious for me. If you know me, my social media journey has been bananas. And I actually document a lot of that on the Crush It! and Sales podcast, which still lives out there. And that's one of my former podcasts that I started in 2019 and retired in the fall. So there's a lot of social media (laughs) scoop on those podcasts. And I always love when I talk to someone and they're like, oh my gosh, I listened to your old podcast still. I'm like, thank you. Because yeah, there's some great information. There's like amazing information. I need to take some time and, and go back through and repurpose some of that. But anyhow, my social media journey has been quite a journey and I am in a really good place And it's really something that I help other people with, especially if they're entrepreneurs or coaches or business owners, and they know they need to be on social media. Hello, it's not going away. It's not going away, anyone, not going away. Let's work together. Let me help you. Let me help you through all those things. Not just the 3D, but the mindset, like what's holding you back? Because I've been there. I, I, I can pretty much tell you I've done it all, thought it all, been through it all. So... Anyhow, so the first one I want to talk about, the first narrative that we are going to bust is a big one. And this is one that I'm going to say is prevalent in nine out of 10 of my coaching sessions with clients, whether it's an Ahai session or a normal coaching session. And Oh my gosh, it blows my mind. I've had to mute people on social media because I'm just like, ugh. And that is that we have to like everybody. You don't. Flat out, you don't. You do not have to like everyone. So it's kind of like we've taken this narrative of be kind and blown it up. And even just blown it up in our brains. Like we've blown it up in our brains that that means then we have to like everyone. Okay, I am not saying, and I've said this before on podcasts before, that you have to be a jerk. That is not what I'm saying at all. That is not what I'm saying. But you don't have to like everyone. You don't have to be friends with everyone. You don't have to work with everyone. You don't have to keep a relationship going. You can have a conversation with someone and feel their energy and be like, you know what? Uh, I'm just not feeling it. And not talk to them again. That's okay. Or you can just smile and say hi the next time you see them. You can just be nice. That's totally fine. But that whole be kind culture has created this narrative that you have to like everyone and that there's something wrong with you if you don't. That is not true. That is not true. And unfortunately, there are so many people out there that have wonky energy. (laughs) There's so many. And if you're energy sensitive like me, Oh my gosh. And especially like my husband. Oh my gosh. He's even more energy sensitive than I am. Like, no, you don't. I'm having deja vu right now. You do not have to like everyone. You just really don't. So as you go through your day, like really be conscious of that and make decisions. Like I had a networking call with someone a couple weeks ago. I could just feel their energy was off. It was a struggle. It was a struggle. I was asking all the questions. It wasn't a fun, lively conversation back and forth. And I have become so aware of this and taken out my, um, taken out the personal factor, right? That's what you have to take out. You have to just separate yourself from the personal factor and not take it personally and not 
think it's you and, and, and not be anything negative towards the other person either. You're just making like neutral, right? You just make like a, a neutral discernment. And so I got off the Zoom call and I was like, phew, I'm so glad that Zoom call's over. It was a little painful. And then the next day came to me as an analogy, talking to her was like walking through mud, like sludging along, right? And that's okay that that person's just not for me. Totally fine. And maybe she's on her own journey of going through some things, which is totally fine. I've been there. I get it. But it just wasn't for me. So I had to take out any personal thoughts that I was a bad person, because that's the narrative out there, that I was a bad person if I didn't, let's say, like her. It's not that I didn't like her, but I'm just putting this into simple context. And move on. Just move on. I just moved on. Moved on. Yep. Moved on. If I don't feel like following her content, I may unfollow. I may mute. It's fine. It's not a big deal. Just like move on. Cut it. Move on. And the same goes with groups. I've, you know, this was a huge lesson for me last year and um, just huge. And I actually had something even this year, a couple things have popped up with really reading other people's energies. Um, that's another whole story. But this week I had it where I was like always dipping my toe into something for the past several years, and that is large group calls on Zoom, like large networking group calls. And I've never felt aligned with them. I always felt like everyone's in a pissing match and there's people that are trying to make it out like they're more than they're not. And it's just kind of this weird, wonky energy all over the board. And, and sometimes you meet a diamond in a rough through those, which is great. I'm always so grateful. But for the most part, I don't know, sometimes not so much. So I do better like one-on-one -on -one calls or in person, like that's just me. So I had to come on Wednesday to really go, this is just not for me. These large group networking calls are just not for me. Now, if I host a Zoom call, it's all good because they're here to, let's say, learn from me, right? As the teacher, as the three, five. Or if I'm on someone else's Zoom call, let's say um, Christina Rice with Channel Collective, she's hosting the call. It's not a networking call, right? So it's different. Or if I um, am on like another coach's like Facebook Live or something like that, I'm not anymore, but I used to do a lot of those. Um, I've kind of walked away from a lot of that. It's just too much content. That type of thing never bothered me either. It's these networking calls, these networking calls where the energy is just all over the board and I can feel it. It's just not for me. For other people, it's probably fine. They love it. That's great. Love it. Send it love. Just not for me. And that was a huge learning this week of just like saying, okay, I'm not taking it personal. I've done nothing wrong. This is just not for me. And I'm just moving on from these type of calls and it's all good. So that narrative of that you have to like everyone and there's something wrong with you if you don't needs to go away. All right, number two. This one's a doozy and this may trigger some people out there. Retiring my husband. I just am mind blown when I hear this one. That it's someone's goal to retire their husband or they're kind of we use the word here, it might be harsh for some people, bragging that they're retiring their husband or they retired their husband. I don't get that. I don't get that. 
Number one, from the basic 3D level that, like, why do you want to retire a husband so he can, like, sit and watch golf all day or play video games or go to the bar? Like, uh, like why? <laughs> like, why? So then that leads you down the path of, like, is that from ego? Is that from ego to say you're you're such a great business person or you're such a great coach and you make so much money that you can do that and it's like a bragging thing? I, I don't... I just really don't get this. And I truly have authority in this. I do. I have authority in this topic because my husband suffered greatly when we lived in Minnesota and we met and he was a production control supervisor in the pharmaceutical world and he hated his job and he suffered from depression and anxiety. He was miserable and it was horrible. It was horrible. That's that's a story of our journey. Like that's that's how we manifested moving here, really, because we would lay on the bed together and I'd play the sound machine and talk about moving somewhere where it never ever snowed and it was green grass and palm trees and he could be a charter boat captain and I could be a salesperson and make, you know, money paper performance and and have two little dogs and now we have three and that's our story. Like I would never, ever, ever want to retire my husband. I want to empower him. I want to like shed light on his goals and dreams, not like shut everything down and have him sit on the couch, like, or work for me. That's a whole other thing, like a power thing there. You work for me. Like, no, like empower the person. So it's great if you're making so much money and and your spouse, and this could go either way, can retire from their job, like, and just do something else. But the whole concept, like the narrative out there of I've retired my husband and the way it's being talked about is like mind blowing to me. No, make enough money that you can switch off and on like Ryan and I have done and help each other out and empower them. Like I wasn't taking enough credit with what I've created behind the curtains with good karma sport fishing and with my husband, with his mindset and all those types of things. And when I was writing my first book, Confidence Mastery for Couples, Ryan like read the draft and he was like, you are not taking credit for what you've created. Like you created this, you did this. And I completely appreciated that. Like, and he shed light on that to me. So we're a team. We're a power couple. We're like, we work together. Like I didn't try to retire him or he tried to retire me. Like, no, like we work together. We're a team. So if you're one of those people that are listening to this podcast, like take a check. Where is this stemming from? Like, is this stemming from ego? Like, I'm just going to call it out. Or like maybe you just didn't really see what you're doing, which is fair. Totally get that. That was my thing. Like I didn't really see that I wasn't taking credit for good karma sport fishing. So I've shifted that because truly we are 50-50 on paper. And so, yeah, I have equal parts. Yes, he's the person fishing. He's actually like the face and he's fishing, which I'm fine with. I don't like to fish. I like to eat Fritos and dance around on the boat if I ever go on the boat, but I actually don't really like to fish. And, but I do all the other things. I do all the paperwork. I help him with ideas, mindset. He has a bad day. Who do you think deals with that? I do. 
Who do you think gets him back on track? I do. But I empower him. I'm not trying to retire him. So a completely shift, a complete shift in narrative on that would be so appreciative out there. And I think so helpful because like, why do you want to like demasculate? I think that's the word. Your, your husband, like why? Like, how does that feel for him? Think about it. How's your relationship there? Like, I, I can't even imagine like how that would feel good for the other person that someone's saying that. So definitely take a check on that. And then, yeah, I'm going to do one more for this podcast. And then we will resume with a part two. We'll see how this one goes. My third one then is going to be the W word. Yep. I was going to go to accountability, but I was just told the W word, I think. So the W word, I can't even say it. It makes me want to have a really bad reaction. Why does anyone in the spiritual lane use the W word? I don't understand. It's like saying something and then going, oh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No. If you are spiritual, claim it. Claim your power. If you're a spiritual teacher, claim your power. Your spiritual teacher. Your spiritual teacher. Don't use the W word and like bring it down a notch. I honestly edit people from my feed that use the W word. I won't listen to the podcast. If I hear them say it, I turn it off and unfollow. That was a big thing with the group call I was on last Wednesday. They started throwing around the W word and I was like, oh, wow, we're done here. Exited that meeting quickly. Um, I remember being subscribed to someone's newsletter and she used it all the time. I unsubscribed. Like, no, like, stop with words that bring down the energy. That word brings down the energy of your conviction and your certainty and your confidence that you are spiritual. You are a spiritual being. You are a spiritual teacher. If you want to claim you're a teacher, that's amazing. Do it. If you um, don't want to claim you're a teacher, just you're a spiritual being. Stop with the W word. That narrative. Oh my goodness. I'm so glad I don't really have it that much in my feed anymore and I don't really think about it. But a couple years ago when I really started on this journey... It was coming up a lot, and I think I like edited a lot of those people, so that's good. But it came up on Wednesday with that call, and I think that was like the nugget that was like, okay, I'm done here. Like I'm done with group calls like this where everyone's kind of pissing on each other. I call it a spiritual pissing match. I call that a lot. And then I sometimes get caught up in that energy, which doesn't feel good, so I try to separate from that. And, um, yeah, it just becomes like this weird wonky energy of people and what they're saying and what they're claiming and have they even done the work and do they even embody things? Um, you know, what's going on there and it just starts to feel all wonky. So I try to separate from all of that and just stay my path and stay my course. So I totally, totally suggest you do the same. So that is my podcast for this week. Again, I don't like long podcasts and I have my intro in this one now. So yeah, so we're going to wrap it up. Please stay connected to me and the 
best way is to be on my email list because otherwise I feel like I'm rattling off so many things. So my email list is the best way and the easiest way is to go to my website, melindavanfleet.com and you can click on the Believe and Take Action Daily Guide, which is a freebie. And it's an amazing guide and that will put you on my email list and you'll get a freebie. So stay connected that way. Uh, Reach out to me, melinda at melindavanfleet.com if you wish to work together and everything's on my website. So keep my website pretty up to date with courses and workshops and where I'm at and pricing and all those things are there. So you can easily schedule a session for a high for human design, about beyond basic business audit, any of my workshops, masterclasses, any of those things, everything is on my website. So until next week, I will share um, some more narratives with you. But until next week, you have the power to, to stop any narratives that you do not agree with. Thanks for listening. Bye.